I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, kid, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rab from the Bathroom Break Podcast. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you all for listening to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun to sit down with some really interesting people and shoot the shit, you know, talk all that poop and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we want to try and make this thing better for you, so we're going to need to raise some funds. If you head over to greengate.bigcartel.com, there's a donation link there. If you feel so inclined to donate to the Bathroom Break Podcast, awesome. If not, sit back and listen. We're going to talk some crap. Wet, wet the whistle, Chris. Just <laughs> wet it up. Hmm. <laughs> I just keep thinking about the thing we shot today. Yeah. <laughs> poor daddy, though. Oh, poor daddy. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rab himself, and my guest today is the incredible photographer, Zach Storer. Um... Zach let me take a bathroom break in his house right before we started here. I just took a dump and uh, his wife had to fix her hair in the bathroom and and uh, unfortunately, there might have been some smell yeah. residuals yeah. left over. <laughs> That's not abnormal for a, a visit to yeah. my house from you, though. Yes. We're, we're all kind of <laughs> i got to mark my territory. We've somewhere. all been accustomed to it. <laughs> so you said you were thinking about this morning. And yeah. this morning, <laughs> I'm looking at the water now, and I was like, I was covered in water and uh, and all types of sexual energy yeah. as we oh, were yeah. filming that workout video. <laughs> the uh, the exercise ball put it over. That was my favorite part. <laughs> so yeah, so we uh, we had this uh, workout video that we were working on this morning, and uh, we had to get into a leotard and uh, get a little homoerotic with mm-hmm. it. Mm. And we snuck into a yoga studio, <laughs> unbeknownst to the owner, <laughs> yeah, yeah, who showed up halfway to uh, through filming it. Which, yeah, you know, <clears throat> all right. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, dude, I wanted to welcome you on the podcast because uh, I just uh, like I'm a big fan of your photography. Thank you, and uh, and all of the work that you do. Um, I work with you as a camera guy in the uh, in the business, and you know, doing scripted stuff. But we uh, we first started in the lovely world of reality oh, yeah. TV, and uh, well, I met you on that incredible award-winning show the bad girl club all-stars or whatever (laughs) it was the uh bad girls all-star challenge yeah and this was no normal bad girls club yeah the worst of the worst they took all the craziest ones and (laughs) made them compete for a hundred thousand dollars which is a lot of money to a bad girl oh she would do some bad things they did do bad things for that money and you saw (laughs) oh man i remember one time i was like looking and i'm like wait what so they were like fist fighting drunk like ripping each other's hair out wrestling to the ground and then at the end of it they started making out oh yeah right and it was like wait what just were you there when i got the beard of the you were there the day i got the beard of the head the the beer can to the head (laughs) oh wait yeah 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) there was beer running down my face so Uh it was nice (laughs) which i i I enjoyed the flavor (laughs) um yeah that show was Man, um, there was just—I feel like there was just herpes. The and problem AIDS with running that through show that is whole, those girls whole house. aren't shy to begin with, and then they <laughs> get used to seeing the same camera people for like six weeks at a time, like twelve hours a day. So they'll just walk around the house, 
butt naked and yeah not in a good way yeah there's sick buttholes hanging out not in mm. a good way yeah. yeah god dude i mean i just imagine the collective stds in that world i we all felt like we wanted to take valtrex i think they were all, i the think set. they make all the cast members take it so that there's no sort of uh <laughs> there's no outbreaks there's no outbreaks while they're there yeah. just to protect <laughs> the people. and i think they make them all take it whether they have like any sort of thing or not yeah um, just in case just for precaution any, any luggage like that you can they do the show along. but you have to take pills <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah which dude i think most of them need to take more than valtrex oh, as far as pills go god yeah just even some stuff for their psychological oh, issues yeah. you know god oh, yeah. damn so yeah so we we've uh, we've worked on some fun shows like that and uh, and you always have just a a wonderful crew of of maniacs on the, those kind of shows I feel like um, the the crew might not have been any better than the cast on that one because the director guy was just losing his marbles, screaming and hollering at everybody, and you're like, who oh, the yeah. fuck's he even talking to? And then there's the girls yelling at each other, ripping each other's hairs out, and then eating each other's vaginas out oh, while they're... Yeah, it's like, what the fuck <clears throat> is going on? So that is the lovely world of reality yeah. and, and the... All amazing content that we're putting out for people to uh, to ingest. The weirdest thing is, a lo I mean, and it's not weird or surprising, but a lot of reality crew are like as wild. Mm -hmm. Like they're just, it's wild. Yeah, I know, and it, it is, and I feel, I feel like you have to be a little bit sick to work on reality oh, TV. Yeah. Like, and it's funny because I'll say, oh, this crappy content from this show, and people be, Rab, you did jackass stuff, and that stuff is ridiculous, and and you're right, it is, but. For some reason, I felt like at least maybe there was a slight tinge of creativity it, it, well, to that. It was a cultural revolution, in my opinion. It was just like it, there was nothing like that really but, out, and then that came out, and it just changed like yeah, teenage it, boys' lives forever yeah, in a weird way. Like yeah. it, you just you transformed an entire generation of like teenage kids, pretty much, because it was just like yeah, and I mean, and, and it was fun for that, but I also would just like to think that it's not as it's it was idiotic stuff oh, but yeah. like but there was some creativity to it whereas like a bad girls club just show fighting. it's just idiotic and there's nothing creative and it's just like ugh, this is like showing the worst of the worst and, and and they always just show all like you know all the all the hot all the you know crazy stuff on tv you don't see like yeah, right. You're with them 12 hours a day, just shooting them, waiting for something to happen. So it's just like you are filming them 90% of the time, sitting in the kitchen, eating and talking yeah. shit. Yeah. And that's all they do all day. <laughs> and then you wait till nighttime until it's time for them to go to the nightclub or yeah. whatever. And then they get wasted and that's, you know, they fist fight or whatever. But like 90% of a show like that is just filming them doing their fucking makeup. Yeah, all day, oh, all, all day. day, or just filming them eating all yeah. day. And it's like you got to get enough liquor in them to get the the yeah. nonsense that you're looking for. Yeah, and you got to like wonder... slowly prime them up. And they're yeah. drinking all day. Like they're yeah. all pouring like you know drinks into plastic cups all day long. Ugh. Yeah, I know it, it's uh, it's so awful. But um, but then we went and we I mean we've done a bunch of other shows. We did uh, some this show about virgins about virgins where yeah. they were trying to get you people were a to cast get laid. 
Hyman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was a butt virgin uh, until uh, yeah, until I met Hyman. Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but dude, that show was ridiculous. Like they're trying to get virgins to get laid the first time. That was weird. And it then, was like college age kids that were still virgins for whatever reason. It'd be it religious, or medical, or. <laughs> Uh, oh man religious or medical those would be the only reasons you'd be a virgin at that age yeah yeah i I can't think of any other reason (laughs) or maybe somebody was like had like a a hard uh, like was abused or something as a child which is horrible obviously but um but let's expose it for a tv show well yeah let's just bring everybody's i mean there was one kid that came out as gay to his family on yeah on this show and it's just like no don't yeah don't do that don't cheapen it yeah, cheap in it. This yeah. is a big moment for you. Yeah, this is like a real thing in life. Yeah, this is your real life. Like, this. Like, yeah. Ugh. Don't cheat this. <laughs> Don't do it. Dude, so many of those, uh, those, those just incredible reality shows. But my favorite one by far oh. is the one where we were like searching for Sasquatch or yes. whatever it was. And uh, oh my it lord, it was just one of those many like Bigfoot hunting shows, basically. And we were in the middle of, dude, nowhere. so. So I get the call from Zach, and he's like, hey, Rab, uh, all right, there's this job for you to come, like, shoot on this show, and, like, don't judge me, but it's this, this, Deep this. in the woods. And I'm like, okay, where is it? West Virginia. I'm like, oh, okay. I, the only thing I know about West Virginia is, like, a bunch of toothless hillbillies, and I'm thinking, right. you know, like. But they're nice. Yeah, but like, that's all I knew about West Virginia. I grew up in Pennsylvania, not too far from you know, West Virginia, but, um, I had never really known. I just, you just hear all like the stereotypes and this and that. So I get the call, I get the flight, I fly into West Virginia, I get off the plane. I come pouring rain. Yeah. It's so pouring pouring rain. rain. You get back from set. You're all muddy. I'm I was covered in mud. Yeah. And you're like, dude, it's going to be a little wild. So I get there to set and I look at the first guy, he's missing the majority of his teeth. I look at the second guy, like, all of his teeth. I look at the next guy, like one tooth in the middle. Well, and then, well, Trapper had dentures. Well, and then I see the one guy has a full set of teeth. I was like, oh, there's one with a full set of teeth. And then he goes and pulls the whole He chewed tooth. on like a cow. Yeah, like he yanked them out and you could see them drop down. And then there was no teeth. So he had zero. Like a cow eating like... Yeah. Long hay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's just like, and he's chewing on his teeth. And I'm like, oh my God, it's true. Everybody in West Virginia has no freaking which, teeth. Which isn't true. Like, they took the most exaggerated versions of right. like, people in West Virginia because, like, where we were, everybody was. Yeah, it was so nice. And it was, no, and and it is, and it is. But but I'm saying for me, oh, my yeah. mindset was the this is what these saw. people are. And then I see it, and I was like. Oh, it really is well, like yeah, this. Yeah, that's what we were filming. You know? <laughs> we were just out in the woods with oh, like crazy Oh, it was crazy so people. good, though. The one dude was my favorite guy ever, Wild Bill. And he, like, he is the funniest fucking dude. Like, I literally love that guy. He's so nice. He calls me up on New Year's and he's like, Hey, Christopher! It's Wild Bill! He's like, what y'all doing? Y'all drinking hurricanes and washing, washing some pills down? And I'm like... <laughs> He said, damn, I know you. I know you. You're probably out tonight getting some chicken breast pussy. And I'm like, what the fuck is chicken breast pussy? He, uh, (laughs) what is chicken breast pussy? I don't know. But he has a thing for it where he's like, yeah, you know, getting some of that good chicken breast pussy. I'm like, what the fuck is chicken breast pussy? I don't know. Well, Wild Bill knows what it means. Chicken breast? Yeah. I think that's what that means. Yeah, I guess. He must. It's like a raw chicken breast. This guy is like a really crazy character on the show, but like, 
like his real life version is crazier than his re- his version on the show. They tame him down on the show, which is unbelievable to me because his character on the show is just yeah, a, I know, a literal wild person. And he, his he's real- this maniac jumping in and out of trees like, let's build a Sasquatch. Oh, he'll do anything, anytime. Yeah, there's nothing you couldn't tell him to do, and he would just do it like full force. Yeah. Like, and you remember, like, so remember when we went to the gas station, we were driving to oh, set. Yeah. We walk into this gas station, and he's in there. He's like, got the whole gas station laughing. Yeah, and he's off. in there, like, didn't know any of us were around. He's like, hi, where are your hurricanes at? Because he loves those hurricane, like. Well, he doesn't full, drink or, yeah, or do drugs. But he, he loves to talk about it. About drinking and doing drugs. The, uh, the frozen hurricane like drink or whatever that they have in like new orleans you know like that he's always like talking about like i'll bet you want a nice hurricane that's all he talks about <laughs> he's weird so, so funny. he's in there so talking nice. about washing pills down with a hurricane in some random like store that we walked into didn't even know and he's there and it's just like dude i mean that's the kind of guy he was it's just everywhere you see him he's just everybody's laughing stir, you know stirring some shit up i like that he says everybody's name to completion yeah like it's not zach it's zachary and he yells yeah. it every time or mm-hmm. chris even though he said you're wrong he goes hey christopher and my name's christian but i just loved it i was like all right yeah just he call never me christopher. doesn't yell your name <laughs> or when he like slaps you on the back yeah 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 <laughs> How you doing? You're just like, I was good. <laughs> yeah, it's like seven <laughs> in the morning, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, but it's hilarious, man. The uh yeah, those guys, that that was a funny show and uh and it was fun to be around them. And I and I re- genuinely like really liked Bill and was like oh, yeah. at the end of it, like for real, he's like he'll call me, leave me messages. I was like, dude, I fucking love this dude, guy. Dude, uh Blake, my three year old, uh he was about one at the time. Um Bill loved him and would I swear to God, would, like, bring him to our hotel room, like, gifts, like, toys. Like, he yeah. brought, like, outfits, like, Mickey Mouse <laughs> outfits that he loved. Like, a like, I think he bought everything Mickey Mouse in the Walmart down the street. Yeah. And just brought it to Blake, like, dude. every day. He loved it. it that's was, awesome. And, he's and, such a nice dude. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, like, that show was wild, and we were talking about Bad Girls Club and Virgin Shows and these other, this other garbage television, but, but theirs was, like... It was fun and it was like creative because they were like setting up traps to find like oh, Sasquatch yeah. and doing things. And and I I had a good time on that show. I mean, it was a kind of an ass kicker because it was cold and we were, well, out we were in the shooting woods overnight every night, and it was yeah. twelve hours overnight outside. Yeah, so it would get tough like that. But, but there were no creative restrictions. You could do yeah. whatever you wanted. Yeah, and and the guys were fun. So at yeah. the end of it all, is like yeah, I'm, you might bash on reality TV, but but sometimes there are some really sometimes cool people you that meet. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're out like me and you, like just yeah, saying we just entertain each other. Yeah, and that and it that's always what's fun is being on a show with you because we'll just we'll just make up voices and and oh. uh, and I think at one point it was like this gay hillbilly. I think we had a thing. gay hillbilly voice yeah. going like and it was like around the clock mm-hmm. for like four <laughs> weeks or something like that to where just nobody wanted to be around either of us yeah. because. <laughs> we just couldn't stop. Like in public, yeah. we would talk to people that yeah. lived there and that, and they knew. We hey were, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh hey, what's up? <laughs> I love you. Like I love Jesus Christ and stuff, yeah. y'all. Oh, I'm. I can be gay and Christian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. yeah and, and I love down in that area because it's like the yeah. guy's guy and in the Bible Belt stuff. And yeah, you're like, hey, excuse me, what's up? What's yeah. happening? They didn't know what to make of us. <laughs> like, what's up, dude? It's so good. Um, so. 
talking a little bit more about like so you know you kind of you know you'll do those shows from time to time but but yes. largely you're involved with scripted stuff yeah and um and you've done some really cool shows like that uh we were just over at Wonk Incorporated the other yes. night, which is Kyle Nuichek from Workaholics. Yes. It's his production company. And uh, we were filming a live ping pong tournament yeah. between Kyle and TK. And uh, and TK is one of the guys that's in uh, in some of those you know funny movies that they've done. What is it? Make a summer hit. And yeah, and he was in Workaholics a little bit here and there. And yeah, <clears throat> he kind of works alongside them. He's wild. Yeah, um, and 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 I love those guys, man. It's such a positive vibe over there. Like right when you get there, you're already ready to laugh, and yeah. you're already like laughing as you're well, going. They just walking evolve in the you door. immediately, really. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. and you're cracking up, and you're and you're having a good time, and and uh, and. And that ping pong match got pretty serious yeah. the other night. Well, they're doing like a celebrity <laughs> ping pong, but it's like, you know, kind of like not obscure, but like bizarre celebrities. Like I think they're trying to get that like, you know, like not bizarre, but like they want to get Steve-O in or they want to get, you know, Blake Anderson from Workaholics. Workaholics. Yeah. And I think they should. I think you should challenge Kyle. But you have, <laughs> all you have to do yeah. is formally challenge him on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah. Like a trash talking video. Like, yeah. yo. Oh, dude, that's we should shoot that. That'll be yeah. Good. We should shoot you trash talking. Kyle. It should be uh. You got to send a formal challenge his way. Yeah, is the thing. That's oh, what yeah. I mean. TK and Kyle were going at it on Instagram for a good week, and then yeah, we, and then they live stream it. So it's like, dude, I could come in as Fitness Phil from the, oh, the yeah. video earlier this oh, yeah. morning. <laughs> you just have to I formally challenge. Talk Kyle. to him through my butthole. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kyle might like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. But no, those guys are awesome, and you, and you do a lot of stuff with them. You yeah. shot that show, uh, Studio City Kings. Yeah. It was a weird small web show, but it was like there. I guess it was. It's a bunch of dudes that do comedy that just decided like let's write something serious and yeah. But I get that, man. That's rad because I, I just put out, I just did another um, little short film. Yeah. I shot it a while back, but I just finally edited it. And it's, uh, it's called Farewell. And it's, um, it's kind of like about um, the day that I found out when Ryan died. Okay. So it's pretty, it's pretty heavy as far as that. But um, I just put it on YouTube. I haven't put it up on Rab himself did you videos act in yet. It? Um, no, okay. I just uh, I just wrote it and directed it and okay. shot it. Did you shoot it here in LA? Yeah. Oh, cool. And um, and it, you know, but it was a it was a serious yeah. kind of short film, and it was kind of just therapeutic in a way to get some of that those oh, feelings yeah. out about what it was like to go through that with Ryan. And, um, and you know, you still go through it when you lose somebody that you're that close to. It, it's forever, but but. It was kind of just an opportunity to do that. And for me, you know, being the guy who shits on things or yeah. does this or whatever, and, you know, and, and uh, obviously that was, that was years ago. And I'm still that guy, but I, but I have a lot of other outlets and a lot yeah. of other things I'm working on, and I write You're more like, serious I'm still, stuff. And I'm, I, still, I'm sensitive, but I still shit on stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I just want to let you know I'm sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm complex, but I also shit on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no, it, you know, because you, you kind of get limited to, like, this image of oh okay rab is this way and then it's like all right but i also like to do more serious stuff so yeah. it makes sense that they would want to go out yeah. on a limb and and do and it's not even necessarily like you're shooting it with the intention of like oh let's sell this it's just more so like yo let's i you know i have this thing i wrote and i really want to shoot it and yeah i i think going shooting those kinds of things with no expectations it's like important because i i know so many people that'll shoot something where it's like yeah we're gonna try to get it in this and that and 
and then I feel like that like shapes the way they shoot it because they're trying to get it in like a certain festival or something. And yeah. Whereas like if you just shoot what you want and. Right. Like that's the best thing. I think, I think when you have um, like when you have expectations for something, you always fall short of that. But when you yeah. go in with no expectations and you just kind of do, do your best, whatever's happening, I feel like great stuff happens. With yeah. That. Like, you know, Jackass. Okay, mm -hmm. we did CKY videos. We did all that. Those CKY videos took off and people started knowing them, but not because we were like, oh, we're going to make these videos that people are all going to know. It was yeah. just, you do those videos. and Well, they, you they were doing what things. a lot of people were doing and just right. filming themselves doing stupid shit because yeah. it's just like, you know, every kid in America, is, one of their parents had like a crappy old camcorder and then you would yeah. just... Yeah, and then it and then it took off naturally rather than mm -hmm. like trying to force it to be something and and uh, and yeah, that's a that's a great way to work, you know. Yeah. And um, just today, like we shot that little skit and it was yeah. like, what are we gonna do? And you, like, we have no idea. I was like, I'll, I'll show up. I'll go to Goodwill. I'll buy an outfit. And, and then, then we'll we just came up with like around. a thousand funny things. And yeah. <laughs> so homoerotic and tasteful. It always kind of takes that turn. We at some always point. go to dicks. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the time. It's I don't know all, what that says. But it's all uh, dicks. Like every joke is about dicks. Yeah, dicks, dicks and farts and That's farts it. and dicks. Um, yes, <laughs> but so uh, so those guys they they have that production company and they kind of shoot a lot of um, you know smaller projects but really fun projects what Absolutely. was the one that they did with like TK is oh, like the Rage and Beauty Rage and Beauty yes. dude I love oh that oh my one. god yeah go to the Wonk Inc. website Wonk Incorporated and find Rage and Beauty with Thomas <laughs> Keller it is a work of art yeah dude it, that I, they tried to sell it uh, and I I don't know who, a, a couple companies or a couple of networks passed on it, and I don't know how. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, it is good. And there's so many good and it's cameos. It's dark in it. and weird, and yeah, and there is good cameos. It's like Jaleel White. Uh, what's her name? Flo from the the Progressive commercials is in it. Yeah. Like, there's just so many. Yeah. Bizarre cameos, and it is. It's a masterpiece. Rage and beauty. You Rage gotta check and that out. Yes. That's funny. It's and, amazing. Yeah, and so and it's cool to kind of like it's small world sort of stuff because because Kyle's buds with Steve O and yeah. Pontius and and then I met him through you. I feel and like then, everybody just knows everybody in yeah. a weird way. Yeah, and then and then you do that and it was it was funny. We went over that one day and the kid had on that borrowed happiness shirt. Yes, Noah. Noah, he was like editing. He was an intern at Wonk and he Yeah. yeah. And he's sitting there wearing this borrowed happiness shirt, which was this small little short film. He didn't thing know you I were did. coming in that day. Yeah, and I'm like, "What? You have that?" I'm like, "You have one of the six shirts that we sold." <laughs> you know, and it was like hilarious to see that. And he's like, "Oh, I liked it." I was yeah. like, "Damn, okay." And no, nobody knew you were coming in until like an hour before. And yeah. It's not like he planned on like yeah. wearing that to work. Like he just wore it to work. Yeah, and you know what's funny is like, because uh, that's the vibe over there, and and I was gonna say the vibe is that they just like encourage everybody to try what they want to try. Yeah, and that and that's a rad thing because, of course, there's gonna be a lot of people out there like if you try and step out of your comfort zone, and you try something else a little different. It's like ah, get back to doing what you do, yeah. and you're like, nah, dude, I want to try this, and nobody and, makes fun of you for it. Cause yeah, it's just like everybody's and over there, trying new stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. they're psyched over there, and 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 that's like I don't know, that's inspiring, man, to be around people that that are just encouraging. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, you know what, it might not work, but who cares? Try it. Absolutely. And that's like the best way to kind of that's where you stumble upon the funniest stuff. That's where you stumble upon the best stuff, and that's and true. Uh, and it's cool, man. That's so. how we make funny stuff. 
Yeah. So, or, yeah, so those guys are cool. Yeah, yeah. So you got involved with those guys and did that, and then uh, and then you're you know moving around and 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 doing a bunch of uh, bigger like cinematography po- projects. Yeah, where, like t- like various TV shows and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, really. and that's rad. And and then and then on top of that, like y- you love cameras so much that that you also do like film photography. Yeah. And uh, and you just put out your second book. I did. And it's a uh, landscape book. And yeah. Cityscape. And what was it called? The title. The Land and City. Yeah, the Land yeah. and City. And uh, and where can you get that? Uh, I have an Etsy store. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you just go to my Instagram. Up okay. Syndrome. UPS underscore syndrome yeah so the opposite of down syndrome opposite of down syndrome <laughs> yeah you have yeah. you have up syndrome yeah. ups underscore syndrome if you go on your your uh, instagram there it could show some of your photography and then you have photography oh, yeah. books well i'm like um i'm a huge nerd about it i've like yeah. always done it like yeah i know and th- and that's what i wanted to get into because i think what's really inspiring about it too is that obviously your day job is you're you're a cinematographer but uh, then, uh, then when you're done with your day job, your hobby is still oh, photography. Yeah. And so, I mean, y- you've just, you love a camera in every oh, aspect yeah. of it. Absolutely. And, and it's Always fun have. to watch because, I mean, you have such a cool history of like doing photos for Modest Mouse, yeah. doing photos for CKY. Yeah. And that's actually, I didn't know you in that time, but you took a bunch of photos for CKY. Yeah. You did photos for, for Modest Mouse, which is like one of my favorite bands. And, um, and like, then all these years later, I met you and you're yeah. like, oh, cool. I was a huge fan of the band. And, and then I like, uh, I, I did some photos and they love what I was doing. So I would do more photos. Yeah. And then now I, you know, and then I shoot some video stuff for them and do this. And like, you just kind of, you know, made your way in with bands yeah. because I think just because you have, you do incredible That's work. Cool. That's the way into everything. Cool. I feel like it's just like wandering in fine just yeah. wander just wiggle your way in like, yeah and cool the, bands like yeah. i just work with the growlers which is like yeah awesome yeah yeah dude that i mean it's so cool because i think it's just like i mean your your work speaks for itself so then you. then you like you know you see that and it's like oh we, we need this dude around you know yeah. <laughs> and then well it's good yeah. to make yourself valuable or at least enjoyable to uh, your friends you know especially when your friends do cool stuff and then you get to do cool stuff with them yeah and, and it's rad. So, um, so you've you've always been a big fan of music, and is that kind of what? So, like, because you did some, you know, some rock photography, but then you yeah. then you kind of shifted into like landscape and these other. And um, do, yeah. Does it kind of just? I mean, wax as far as like my f- photography, yeah, my photography stuff. It's just like I I always kind of shot landscapes. I would shoot like, man, I remember shooting photos on a camera my grandma had that took floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> floppy what? discs, yeah. Damn. A digital camera that took floppy disks. That's crazy. Unreal. It shot video. Um, wow. And then where? And so she just had that in her house with, yeah. like when you were young. Well, and, and I we had video cameras and like old film, like you know, disposable cameras and stuff like that. And I just always had my hands on that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's really cool. So you you kind of came up with that, and then you and then that's what that's what it's like because we're at your house now, and and that's what it's like up in your office is just yeah. like a billion different types of cameras oh, like yeah. all over the place different films you have like sp- specific films that you are your favorite at the moment and oh, then yeah. they change and then and i develop everything like yeah I'm just like 
It's fun. Yeah, and, and, and I, I've done some with you. Oh yeah, you know, and you We've showed developed. me through the process. It's funny because I, easy, right? I, I did, yeah, and I and I did uh, photography back in high school. Yeah, and it just, but it's been twenty years since I was like developing film. Yeah, and then you know we come over and have film night here and, and oh, yeah. develop stuff, and it's and it's super super fun to do, and uh, and it's just it's kind of gets you more involved with the creative process. You know, well, the th I, the thing for me other than film, I th I like the way film looks is like. If I shoot digital photography, I, I can just rapid fire or take a bunch of photos and, I, and it's, you know, I, I don't want to say it's easy for me, but it's a lot easier just to like, yeah, shoot a bunch of photos. Cause you know, you know, if you, if you're, if you're good, then you know, it's going to be in there. Whereas like, uh, with film, it's like, A, I pay a ton of money for film. So I'm, if I see something I like, I'm going to shoot like two photos tops of it. Yeah. And I, you know, the cameras, they're not complex but you kind of have to know what shutter speed means what aperture means and right kind of the basics that a lot of people don't know to make your camera function properly and how film reacts to it and um, yeah and and, and yeah. i feel like i mean that, and that's such a good point is like that each shot means more and yeah. it's like more coveted because you have to like it just challenges me yeah. more which i i don't know i just get bored i mean i like film i like digital photography too it has its uses like you know when you're doing jobs you're getting yeah paid a lot of money for and you don't want to mess it up yeah um but I, and we even talk about i've talked about it a little bit with you and with others of like in this day and age with digital, it's just like, oh, keep it rolling. And you're like, yeah. ah, and it just it just kind of loses the feel. Like yeah. back in the day when you're shooting on film, like everything had to count. Like we shot on the uh, Super 16 Bolex for a lot of the CKY and yeah. those things back in the day. And I was talking with Joe Franz about it. And it's just like that, like that feeling was make this count, do a it's great crazy job. You guys shot that stuff on film. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, all right, go. Yeah. All right, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time, every second, you're spending like eight dollars or yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah. Per second. Exactly. And then, then now in this day and age, it's just some card that you can erase and yeah. redo and whatever. And over and over. Yeah, and so, so some of it gets lost in that. I think some of the. Yeah. Uh, the For me, process. it's just harder, and it just makes. I like to do stuff that keeps my brain working a little bit, and that kind of. And especially developing, it's kind of like you have to. I do color developing, so it's like. Yeah. It's you just have to nail temperatures and timing and blah blah blah. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, I was thinking about how we went out the one night, and you know, you also really love to shoot neon signs. Oh yeah, that's fun. And there's there's those photos look so cool with Thank the you. neon signs, and and uh, we're out in Hollywood, kind of trying to shoot a couple of those. But but on top of that, we went and did this other thing. That right. <laughs> with, with a company. Yeah. Are we allowed to say their company or no? Mm, Let's not say the company, no, but it was... Because it was illegal what we were doing. Yeah. We ended up in a situation with dominatrix and they were whipping dudes and peeing on things and not, whatever. Not in a private setting. On Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah. and Highland. Yeah. Which is, if you know anything about LA, that is like Times Square. Yeah, yeah. We were right in the thick of things. Like that's right where the Egyptian theater is, right where El Capitan <laughs> theater is. And dude, I remember like, so we leave and, and uh, we leave like this whole family setting with our wives, your kid. Yeah. And we go drive in to Hollywood and get in and all of a sudden we go in and there's these old French prostitutes old. that are like losing that have no teeth old and then they're like whipping some old old man oh and like, my yeah, god yeah. that was crazy dude <laughs> I forgot about that old guy what yeah. was his name uh 
It was just Jeeves. sub or whatever. Oh yeah, Jeeves. Yeah, I think <laughs> he, that was, he was his fake name. Yeah, he was the sub. I refuse to believe his name's Jeeves. And he was like eighty years old. It was like he was like fulfilling. I think he was fulfilling like a bucket list thing. Yeah, he was like eighty, and yeah, this old dominatrix uh, was just like. Ass. Oh my god! Remember they're like put him out on the patio. Yeah, they're like fuck that guy. It was all cold. Yeah. They just put him out at the patio at the house, and he was just probably out there jerking off. Yeah, yeah, being all fucking creepy. Just loving it. But, dude, it was so weird to just go from this wholesome family setting yeah. right into this dominatrix old French hooker. I didn't really no know teeth. what we were shooting because yeah. what we were doing was uh, illegal. Yeah, so that was the funniest part is that we're wandering into that. And uh, and then, like, you, you know, you just don't even know that you're getting into that. And yeah, then I brought Chris along thinking it was going to be something like, I don't know what I expected, but, um, <laughs> Hey, you want to come help out with this? It's like, sure. See you, babe. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, that. and it wasn't what I, there were what we had intended on things in Hollywood. Yeah, somebody, yeah, it was that. a, it, somebody urinated in public on a, a landmark yes. on Hollywood and Highland. I'm not going to say what it was. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it um, was just, it was just old French hooker vaginas hanging out in oh, public, dude. just indecent exposure. It just, was nasty. You know, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, what are we in the middle of? And we were cracking up to ourselves thinking like, dude, if our wives knew what the hell we're doing right dude, now, <laughs> I wish I would have known what we were walking into first off. Sorry. I wish yeah. I would have known what we were walking into yeah. originally because it was just like, I didn't know. <laughs> I just didn't know. <laughs> so that's uh, that's the kind of stuff we get ourselves into by uh, by being. We in always the, in find the, uh, ourselves in weird. Yeah, in the creative arts field, you just end up like, oh, yeah. Now I've we're been in filming some strange situations with hookers you. and this and that. Okay. One day it's Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. One day it's girls fist fighting. Sometimes yeah. it's people pissing. Yeah. On Sometimes Hollywood Boulevard. You're playing water sports with a bunch of old French hookers. Oh. <laughs> the acidity of that urine, probably. <laughs> so sick but uh <laughs> so man um you know i i think we've covered a bunch we yeah. we uh you know we're chatting about the uh the world in which we work and then also the photography stuff so if you want to check out zach's photography which i highly recommend because it's incredible Thank stuff you. um check it out it's ups underscore syndrome on instagram Thank and you. then you have an etsy shop that has your uh my books your books and uh leaf through those things i'll tell you what you won't be disappointed thank you <laughs> dude uh but thanks for uh uh, thanks for coming on the Bathroom Break yeah. podcast. Thanks for filming our uh, oh, fitness fill skit this morning, and uh, and we'll have to uh, go over to Wonk and uh, and challenge them to a ping pong. You need to formally match. challenge Kyle Newichek. Oh yeah, I think we're doing it right now on oh, the yeah. Bathroom Break podcast. Yeah, we're challenging you to a duel. Do it, Kyle. Do it. You won't do it, Kyle. You You're scared. TK, but can you beat Rab? I was warming you up, and I was taking it easy. Oh, yeah. I was totally taking it easy. I see what you got. I yeah. know what you got, and I'm yeah. coming for you. Oh, man. <laughs> Consider this your challenge, Kyle Newichek. Yeah. You're going down. I love it. You should do it. <laughs> All right. All thanks right, for man. coming on, brother. Bye. Later. Things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, Key, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. 
Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rab from the Bathroom Break Podcast. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you all for listening to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun to sit down with some really interesting people and shoot the shit, you know, talk all that poop and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we want to try and make this thing better for you, so we're going to need to raise some funds. If you head over to greengate.bigcartel.com, there's a donation link there. If you feel so inclined to donate to the Bathroom Break Podcast, awesome. If not, sit back and listen. We're going to talk some crap. Hello and welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, your host, Rab himself. We have another great episode for you today. My guest today is Gabe Stano. He's a good friend of mine. He is a filmmaker, a historian, and uh, just an all-around pervert. No, uh, <laughs> just but, but, uh, but in all seriousness, uh, Gabe has done a lot of um, filmmaking uh, with me, and uh, we, we did Hot Dog Casserole, Borrowed Happiness together, and he's also done a lot of filmmaking as a child. He was an aspiring uh, Martin Scorsese because uh, him and his sister and brother made some, uh, some I guess, a ode to Scarface type films when they were little kids uh so welcome gabe thank you glad to be here <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'm quite a historian i if there's actually historians listening they'll probably get pissed off because i think you have to actually have like written a history book yeah to be a uh, historian well hey you've written one in my mind all right you know what hey I'm going with it. Yeah. Hey, I'm a historian. <laughs> Back off, Bert. <laughs> yes, I think we've uh, we've definitely written a lot of history together. Um, <laughs> we uh, we met each other at Shippensburg in college, and um, I'll say it was kind of tough to remember how we actually met because we were uh, we we were some of those partying types in in college, and uh, I, I can remember one time when I was drinking too much and uh i was standing on a porch and i fell back and smacked my head on the ground and and your buddy uh cure charts was like dude you know i was yelling at him calling an idiot or something i you remember the story because yeah, you were there yeah. and i i can't remember because i was blacked out yeah Kirchart was he was just like oh man uh, i've been outside having cigarettes or something Kirchart's like man i I think I'm I'm getting sick. I'm gonna throw up. Rab just comes storming out. No, what pussy? Nobody does that. Who does that? Ah, oh, that's weak. Then right a second later, he just loses his balance, falls back, doesn't break his fall at all. All of his body weight goes right on the back of his head, and uh, like it was just so perfect that like you really felt bad because he might like his brain might be bleeding, but it was just too funny like not to at least like snicker a little like yeah oh. <laughs> and he's just like oh. I'm all down there wincing like, oh. like so much that like yeah like I don't even think you remembered what he was just doing and the poetic justice of it all. But but, yeah, it was, it yeah, was a beautiful thing. And, then I th and I feel like, you know, that obviously that, that explains a lot in, in our college years was uh, drinking to a point of uh, blackout drunk and just doing stupid things. Um, but, yeah, we got plenty of those stories from college. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Everyone's got those stories from college, but I I kind of feel like ours was worse than everyone <laughs> else's. Like, yeah, it was just an extreme 
group of, of people. Yeah, and, and you couple it with uh, that being the time of Jackass, Viva La Bam, and, and all the CKY stuff, touring with the band and doing those things, and that kind of, you know, like uh, like living the life of a rock star mixed in with college, so it was just yeah. like fire on fire. Just like on... this small town in the middle of Pennsylvania, and all of a sudden, like, you're a celebrity. Everybody <laughs> knows it, and then everyone is egging you on and to to do things or whatever like do a move like whatever the hell that yeah yeah and just yeah like and you feel like you have to kind of live up to that a little bit because you're like 19 20 years old and just just this constant pressure and then because you know we're your like crew like we're your boys (laughs) we gotta kind of do that too yeah no, no, it just it just each person just is one upping one another at school and doing stupid things, jumping off roofs, like crashing cars, spray painting everything and and uh <laughs> and just uh yeah, just kind of acting a fool constantly. And I love that do a move cuz I used to hear that so much <laughs> like, dude, do a move. I'm like, a move? What the hell does that mean? Like, it's like a jackass thing. And I'm like <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's like a video game or something like there's some sort of oh, like uh spray fire out of your ass that's a move and then like run naked through the snow that's a move you know like that's a move yeah oh man that that just made me think of uh sleepy's going away party our buddy uh rashi green who who moved out to atlanta he went to college with us at shippensburg from north philadelphia and uh he had a going away party before him and our, our other buddy dion moved down to atlanta and uh we showed up at his his going away party in north philadelphia and we knocked on the door and they were just like <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing here yeah we like what else we-, we got an invite invitation and they were yeah. like that's why i fuck with you and, yeah <laughs> and, but then yeah because just- it was uh because you've got to mention the main ingredient in north philadelphia yeah. two oh, yeah. two white blue-eyed kids wandering into like a, a rough neighborhood it's probably not the smartest thing you just uh, but it. we yeah. showed up and immediately like sleep was like dude that's why i fuck with y'all and then we came in we're hanging out with the party and and having a good time with the family and the friends and everybody and as the party goes on sleep goes yo come here yo oh um we're gonna head down to this bar and we're like oh cool and they're like yeah, i just gotta level yeah, we're gonna with come y'all. too yeah. yeah i gotta level with y'all you can't come and yeah. we we're like well what do you mean he's like Hey man, I, you know you know I love white people. He's like, but he's like, but if I bring two white people in that bar, like that ain't gonna be good for any of us. You yeah. know? And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I right. hear you loud and clear. We're just gonna, so, we're gonna go home. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah. so yeah, we took off. But uh, yes, but uh, the word got sleepy. around that you were in Jackass, during, and it's like his friends are coming up, like, all right, damn, you were Jackass, all right. Go run into the go run into the wall. Yeah. Run your head, break your head into that wall. <laughs> just like, uh, like, yeah, I'm good. Just, I was trying to say goodbye to yeah. my friend. Just trying to hang out with Sleepy, but <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, no, it is funny how that that got around, you know, especially in college, and uh, you know, and then and then the following years too, because I we lived together down here in New Jersey at the beach, and uh, and we'd we'd go to Atlantic City and go, and it was just kind of a you know a life filled with debauchery for a bunch of years and uh and yeah so so after that um you know well not after that i think during that we we started to realize you know hey you know we both like to film stuff and and uh and so we would you know we'd get our buddy marcus morelli from uh ski 19 Mm -hmm. films involved and 
Marcus is another buddy of ours from college that we would film with at school and we you know we'd film a bunch of stupid little skits like you know me robbing a house or like okay you know Gabe and I are gonna play you know some Mexican guys that are trying to sell a, a cigar or whatever and it was like these stupid little skits that yeah. we thought were funny and and uh and, and I mean I still think they're funny yeah, yeah exactly it was fun yeah but um but we all got together and uh and worked on a project called hot dog casserole and uh that was something that i named hot dog casserole i named the the short film that and then the skits uh ended up being called the hot dog diaries uh but i named it hot dog casserole because my mom growing up uh would make this disgusting hot dog casserole thing that was like mayonnaise and noodles and hot dogs and i just always thought it was so gross so i kind of wanted to incorporate that somehow people go well why is it named that i don't know it actually sounds (laughs) like i've actually always hoped your mom would like have that made when i came over (laughs) afterwards but yeah. Well, the funny part it, is, my like, sister liked it. Yeah, I would like. I think I'd like it. Yeah, and, and you, you know, I, I'm big on me, swine. It was, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, for me, I just uh, you know, lips and assholes wasn't into it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, so we we did the hot dog casserole, which was was a lot of fun. We did a lot of a lot of skits, and then we did like a twenty twenty five minute short film. Uh, Gabe played the character of like kind of the the high school kid who skips school and and uh, drops acid. And uh, and it was it was pretty funny to watch you like improv that and just have fun with that with that role because uh, you played alongside with my sister mm-hmm. and she was a uh, like a goth chick kind of deal and you guys you know you're going you're you're skipping school and she comes to realize oh you dropped acid and you're you know you're in this weird little moment of of uh tripping <laughs> and at you know at the restaurant i remember you threw out this line of like i'll have a muffin muffin sandwich <laughs> and i was like i always remember like what the hell like but it was funny to me and um and we we had a we had a blast making that movie uh your dad was in it um, I'm not sure if your brother and sister were in that one. They were in Borrowed Happiness as well. Yeah, no, I don't think they were in that one. Um, but yeah, like we, you know, it's always a family affair with the with the Stanos. Uh, we we get everybody involved. We get, you know, the his dad. So so to backtrack a little bit, his dad owned a car dealership. And uh, tell us like a little bit about that and the commercials that you would do. Oh uh, yeah, uh, he had a car dealership uh, down here in South Jersey, and then. Later on in Pennsylvania, like Westchester area, where where we went to high school, but um, yeah, he's kind of like to, still to this day, like he moved away, stopped doing these commercials down here like twenty, twenty thirty years ago, and still people know him. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, crazy. yeah, like he's just a big personality, yeah, just like a big lovable guy, and um, like they were pretty good um, his commercials, and he's he just. Yeah, they're memorable for sure. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like does ones like the Godfather. Yeah, and, they're and pretty, they're pretty silly. Like you know, local car commercials. But uh, yeah, the Godfather. It was the Car Father. Oh yeah, Car Father. I was in the Car Father Part Two. My brother and I, <laughs> and we were his sons. Like uh, he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, you can't be in this business. You know, my business. I mean, what makes you think that you could do what I do? And we're just like, I don't know, Poppy. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. That was like our little claim to fame. We had a little like pencil thin mustache on. Yeah, there. yeah. That 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 commercial is hilarious. like everyone knows my dad down here basically, and and my sister. She was in most of them. She was, she was like the star. But I'm like, well, wait a minute. What if, what about the Car Father Part Two? 
That was me. I know you've seen that one. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, still yeah, like, yeah. Oh, come on, I was I was there too. Like, nope, never saw that one. Without we saw that all the one, ones with Marissa in it, but yeah. Well, like getting getting it renewed. Like they weren't gonna make any more commercials unless that one succeeded. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. came through. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's funny to see that it was it was a family affair with all the T V commercials and then as we went on to make these little short films, they came along for the ride and and, and all did a part in it. And it, it was it's just funny. And it, it's easy. Like his dad um, in Borrowed Happiness is the bar owner that's selling the painting to Brandon in that part. Um, we just put it up on YouTube so you can see that uh, Borrowed Happiness, the full version of it. And I'm digging through some archives to try to find the full version of the Hot Dog Casserole movie and put that up as well. Uh, but yeah, his dad was another funny part in Hot Dog Casserole. Yeah, and uh, and he was another funny part in that, and he was mm. like the the dad that's like smoking pot and trying to get yeah. like the uh, the UPS driver. And him, him and Brandon uh, are always working together too. They, yeah, they had a good good chemistry going the two of them. Yeah, sure. it's it's hilarious. So um, so yeah, and then also your brother is in Borrowed Happiness. He's mm -hmm. the uh, the uh, guy that fires the uh, one bar regular. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then uh, your sister's in there as well. She comes in for her date, you know. With and my, yeah, with her husband, my, yeah. my brother-in-law, the, the Scottish guy at the bar. Yeah, and he's yeah. in there, and and uh, that's where Brandon's like, Scotch, Scotch, I love Scotch. <laughs> I'm going there right now, you know, like that. Those ridiculous lines, but um, but but you know, it's been a lot of fun. So so hot dog casserole, we kind of all you know. We would have so much fun. We would just put on wigs and create these little characters, and then those skits would become something. We were all sitting around at your folks' house um, back then, and and just you know we had like a we had like a box of props, and it was like throw this on, and then that would develop a skit idea, and then mm -hmm. the idea would come, and then we'd go do stuff, and and uh, and the one that we did with uh, dildos and butt cheeks was a little <laughs> bit like over the line. So uh, so I remember you know it was like ah oh, this. He has a professional career. He he's a historian, as I had mentioned, uh, uh, yeah. and so so it was kind of like yeah, maybe we you know that's a little bit too much. Um, so we kind of dialed that back, and and as we moved forward into what we were doing with borrowed happiness, uh, we Gabe and I actually we wrote that one together. And, uh, and yeah, and just, you know, and, and we kind of, I think evolved a little bit. It was a lot of fun with hot dog casserole, but we were young mm. and it was like, this is what's funny to us then. And I think as we, you know, started to get a little older and, and do that stuff, the, the, our interests change. And then we're interested in trying something that was a little bit more serious. Mm. And that's what that movie ended up being. And, and it was a lot of fun to write. And we were laughing, we were cracking up because we based a lot of the characters on, on yeah. some of the guys that, that were at a bar that we worked at together. I, yeah. We both did that for a lot of years of our life yeah just working in the in the restaurant business bartending and whatnot and for a while being able to do that together which was it's actually a lot of fun as miserable as some of it was yeah yeah but like, yeah, yeah yeah well that's part of the restaurant yeah. business miserable some days really funny and fun some other days but yeah there was some colorful characters at that bar and mm -hmm. that kind of led us both to feel like Dude, what are these people doing outside of this bar? What is their life like other than this like kind of miserable existence? Mm -hmm. You know, being a local at a bar, um, I think people like to feel like people know you, but at the same time, it can be depressing if you look at it. Like every yeah. single day, I mean, there'd be a point where like if one of the guys didn't show up by four four thirty, you're like, what's going on? Is he dead? Yeah, like yeah. what's <laughs> happening with him? And yeah. uh, and so that led to like that, you yeah. know, unless you listening. 
or a bar regular. <laughs> yeah, not yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, not you. The, the other, other you. The yeah, other yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, <laughs> so, but, you. but it was, <laughs> but it was just funny to like, you know, sit and write that and go. We're not even making this up, and it's just cracking us up, you know. Like, I mean, obviously Brandon's character is one. Yeah. Like, there was a guy that had uh, artwork at the bar, and it was like, we were like, "What the heck is it?" It was just like this sea turtle thing with like a hot babe with like a shoe and whatever. And then our artist did the uh, the, the hair instead of the tortoise, and and then did like a clown instead of the hot babe, and and it was just perfectly done, but. But uh, she did that for us for the for the movie. But Brandon played the artist in that movie, and and uh, I think he he did an amazing job. And everybody in it, like that guy um, Brent, that played Brent. Yeah, and he I, played himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still not sure to this day if he knows that he's playing himself. <laughs> I mean, it was very yeah. very similar sport jacket kind of guy that's just schmoozing and, and talking about babes and like and, in uh, real life he announces polo matches. And yeah, he, just, he was a polo player. Yeah. And that is, yeah, his name. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so everybody in it, I think, did a great job and it was a lot of fun. It was a great learning experience and you can check it out on YouTube. We have it up on Rab Himself videos. And, uh, but, but we also have a bunch of the old skits like Holocrombie and mm -hmm. Karate Scotty and, and, um, you know, Detective Skidmark. That was, uh, on Hot Dog Castle. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, I would think that, like, my, like, I teach high school history and, like to this day like i would think because it's more recent and we kind of pushed it a little bit more at the time when when borrowed happiness came out that if my students saw anything that would be it but i'm on like hall duty now and then kids that i don't even know who they are i don't teach them I'd be like all right they're walking by like oh, you got your pass yeah i gotta i gotta check that like yeah yeah right here um Oh, by the way, Mr. Stano, loved you in Hot Dog Casserole. I'm like, oh, what? What? No. Rump. Rump. I didn't get yeah, a rump out of that guy. Get class. Uh, oh, man, that's no, hilarious. I mean, I, like, yeah. I, like, I'm not ashamed of it at all except for the, yeah, just, uh, you know, knowing that my uh, my students that, you know, I'm shaping their minds and whatnot and their, and their yeah. parents might find out about this, that there's dildos and and ass cheeks and whatnot involved. Uh, hey, that, we live in a dildo and ass cheek kind of world, right? Is, you know what? You're right. Uh -huh. you, you know, know you can't. You, objective for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If history repeats itself, there will be plenty more <laughs> dildos and assholes. Yeah, there's been them since uh, since the Romans at least. Yeah. yeah no, that's funny. They were man. glass back then. They weren't so. <laughs> Bendish. So I mean, it's been so much fun, obviously, making these projects together. Um, but but you bring up the good point of like your your history lesson for tomorrow. Like I wanted to hear more about um, your life as a history teacher and and you know how it kind of um, transitioned into that. You know, I think you're a political science major in, mm. in college, and then um, you know, and then a dildo and farts major in your mid twenties, mm. and then and then went into uh, history to become a history teacher. Yeah, you, there's a natural <laughs> progression there. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. So I wanted to hear a bit about that because you you went and and taught overseas for yeah. a while as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, like going back to middle school and high school, it's, it, it was the only class that I liked uh, was history class. I, it's uh, funny because that was the one that I hated because oh, yeah. I felt like felt like history teachers were so boring. Yeah, you know? and and that's monotone, the thing. like boring thing. Yeah, and that you know, just talking to people 
throughout my life, like, because I meet so many people that are like, oh, I hated history. Um, but I think it all depends on, like, if you had that one teacher. Yeah. That, um, I mean, and that's the thing about teaching now, too. It's everything you're supposed to do all these things where, you know, the kids are active the whole time and switch everything up. And that's like all the, but really, I mean, history is just, if sometimes they just need to put their pens down and not have to work the whole time, not have to worry about dates and names and stuff and just, and just listen to stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty good storyteller. I'm, I do love history. Um, and I, I try to tell the story in a way that, you know, like that's appealing to, to young people like you, you kind of got to make it gnarly and there's like gnarly crazy things about every period in right. history in every place in the world so uh, i think it works uh, even though uh, like academia or whatever you don't, all the new style of teaching and everything like that you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to switch everything up have the kids working together constantly and and we're not supposed to lecture and just talk for a period of time um Sometimes, like, if that's what you're good at, uh, that's what you should be doing. Right, um, right. If you can engage them and, you know, you can keep their attention, which for the most part, I, I mean, I think I can. Yeah. Um, and, and you think about, like, most teachers when you're growing up, like, if it, if it is this cookie-cutter style of, like, here's how the curriculum should be, this is what it should be, it's like, that's boring, and that's why it's boring. But if you go into that teacher's classroom that is exciting and, and changing things up and shifting it and doing it in his style, her style, or whatever, those are the people that you remember. Yeah. I mean, I think about myself going through school. There's not many teachers that I remember that I think were great. There's a few. And mm -hmm. and I, I had a lot of teachers over the years. So um, what I know about you, and like I said, I, I didn't really like history. But what I learn from you all the time, because you tell a story in a way that captivates me and i'm like oh cool i actually want to learn about that part of history because you're telling it in a way that i can relate to or that's fun or or it's relatable as opposed to like and the war of 1912 or whatever the hell you know yeah. this and like it was 1812 that. or whatever the hell it was. remember that that's gonna be on the test <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's like blah, blah, it's gotta blah, mean blah, something blah. it's gotta be like why did that happen yeah and like how did this affect like someone just like you yeah i mean people were alive 150 years ago they were just like us. Like, yeah. They just had to deal with different kinds of shit. Exactly. And um, and, and I think, I, yeah. and I witnessed you doing it with like, you'll bring in like music and have, you'll play music to certain things and mm -hmm. like, and you know, and like you just engage the students in a way that I did not experience that in history class growing up. And, and that's, and it's really fun because it's like, make it fun a little bit. What, like. What are what are the things you remember most in life? Are the the great experiences or the or the or the fun things that you you know that you've gone through? It's like you can remember that. You don't remember like all the dates and and specific. Hey, let's mm -hmm. you know I I I told you to memorize page eleven through fourteen. It's like well I don't know what yeah, that was exactly, and it shouldn't be stressful. Like yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm a pretty like I don't really I've never failed anybody. I don't yeah. think I've ever given a D, but yeah. uh, maybe some some of the students have deserved it. But like, yeah. even the kids that like don't do the work, and maybe they should technically get a D or F. Like, I know they learned something. Yeah. So why would I just, uh, you know? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to. Like, if they're worried about a grade, they're they're not going to just get anything out of it. If they're just stressed all the time, there's enough. Teenagers are stressed about everything. Yeah. They put so much pressure on themselves, 
Everyone around them put so much pressure on them. Meanwhile, they got all kinds of crazy hormones going on. They're going through so many changes and like a zit, like a zit on a kid's nose can just like cause a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's what everyone's looking at. Uh, no one cares about anything except that's it on my nose. Like that's <laughs> that's what they're like. Yeah, that, yeah. That's like what uh, it's hard as hell to be a teenager. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I don't want to be the one to add more to that. Like yeah, who knows yeah. what they're getting? And you never know what these kids, what's anybody in life, but uh, you know, kids especially. Like you never know what kind of shit they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And you always got to keep that in mind. I think like. I, I, I hopefully I can help kids, but I sure as hell don't want to be damaging to them. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, well, exactly, and I mean, it sounds like that. You know, you you are kind of the fun teacher because I I actually came in and uh, and played teacher for a day with you the one time, and and I could I could feel that from your students that they they're just like Mr. Stano, and they just love to kind of be in your class, and and uh, and you could feel that. I came in to talk about Haiti with the stuff that we do with Hope for Today, uh, our nonprofit. And uh, what was really cool is like, you know, I'm like, I, I've learned a little bit about about some of that down there, but you did a, a like a history lesson about it. And I learned more from, from listening to you about that than I knew about certain things. And then also you had students from Haiti. Yeah. And, and I got there to, like yeah. the earthquake. Yeah. And that had left afterwards. And... Yeah. And I got to kind of learn from them and, and it was just, so funny because i'm like oh i'll go in and talk a little bit about all this and i came out like man i learned more than i could have ever even shared with any of it man so it i'm so thankful you did come for that though like you just have a way of uh, of engaging with i mean kids or whoever like you know how to get their attention right away first of all you were like yeah like well the only uh, you know some people know me because like i got maybe you know, like i shit myself a lot and like the kids were like, like even kids that might have been like uh just the yeah, guest yeah. speaker all of a sudden they were like Huh? <laughs> and then like, you knew how to get their attention immediately. But then you, I mean, you, you captivated them. You, you took them through this and like you brought an emotional response out of them. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Like cool. the kids got so much out of that. They were talking to me for days, weeks after that that's about awesome. it. And, um, well, I appreciate you bringing me in cause it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and like I said, I, I felt like I learned a lot from coming in that day and, and that's good to hear. Cause I never even heard how that, you know, how it went. So it's good to hear that, you know, well, that maybe there was I should have sort of, told you. Yeah. I <laughs> now I just feel incredible about myself. Yeah, well, you, everything was going too well for you. I didn't <laughs> want to keep you yeah. keep you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Level, you know? Exactly. The middle path. So uh, so how about, like, the time you spent as a teacher overseas? Like, you were in uh, in England, and, mm. then, uh, and then you traveled around, obviously, during that uh, to a bunch of different European countries. Um, like, how different is that being involved in the, in the school system over there than 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 here uh i mean it's it, honestly it's not a whole a whole lot different um where i was at and if there's anyone listening in the uk you're the only ones that are going to know uh where dagenham is which is east east london which i don't care how many times if you're not from the uk or you don't have a close family member from the uk <laughs> you don't know where dagenham is even though it's in greater london it's east east london um, it's not somewhere you're going to visit. Uh, it's not on like the walking tour of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. Um, it's a really tough, tough area. Um, the poorest borough in, in the UK and, um, a lot of, a lot of problems in that area, but it Fuck was, you, miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got, yeah. he's more mighty. He's all right. Yank. 
<laughs> what are you doing here? You're from America. You're a millionaire. What the fuck are you doing here? All <laughs> You're I a millionaire. Know, yeah. Like everyone from America is a millionaire. Yeah. All I want to know from you is what's Jay-Z's house like? You've fucking been there. <laughs> He's my mate. Like, <laughs> yes, so how yes I've that? been there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it's yeah. very nice. As you'd imagine. It's a temporary <laughs> nice. But like those kids, it was just, it, it was an experience over there where you don't get otherwise. And I like, I loved it. Yeah. Um, not every day. Some days I was contemplating suicide for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But overall, like, I have such fond memories of it. Like, some of the kids I, I still keep in contact with, um, uh, the teachers as well. Like, I worked with fantastic people over there. And, um, yeah, I was able to travel a lot. And um, it, it was – I love that city still. Like, uh, my wife and I get back there as much as possible I just went for the Eagles game actually a few weeks ago. Oh, you did? Uh, my wife got me a yeah. ticket. Yeah, which uh, was really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's it's awesome. Like a birthday present. Yeah. And they won, which might be the last time the Eagles will have won <laughs> this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit, they just got annihilated by the Saints. But um, yeah, it's fantastic. I got to go to a lot of cool places um, in Europe, obviously. Um, I started going to Eastern Europe because it was way cheaper. And then I just kept going back, like Lithuania, Estonia, um, places like that are fantastic. Yeah, uh, I've been to Estonia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been yeah. to a lot more yeah. places than I have. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've, you've, I've, you've I've been traveled a lot. I've been fortunate to yeah. travel, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not nearly. Yeah, uh, but as, that's as no, that's awesome. As you. Um, so you know, that's such a cool thing, and and uh, and so uh, you know, obviously you're you're married now. You have you have yeah. a little baby girl, super yeah, cute, and uh, you're living that that family life, and uh, and and, li and life is good. And so what you know, what do you have in the works at this point? Like, do you, are you working on anything? Is are you writing things? I mean, I know you're always continuing to educate yourself in history and and uh, and, and growing in that way. And and you know what what's happening now i know you do some fun stuff with name that tune and and <laughs> yeah. uh and yeah like I mean, just, your, yeah, your music sometimes. your your like music knowledge uh uh musical history knowledge is is pretty incredible too. yeah i mean like anything like i'm into history so like anything i i read or i or i hear that i love i need to know where that came from yeah you know, what inspired that so i keep kind of just going back whether it's music or literature or whatever yeah um I, and I realized, like, even no matter how old it is, it's still relatable because humans are humans, and we've been humans for a long time. Um, <laughs> Before so, that, yeah. we were fisher yeah. monkeys. I don't know. We will we'll, we'll, we'll look into it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I do write. Um, there's some things that, like, uh, I, I mean, I've, I've had this project for a while that uh, it's been years, but I, I'll, I'll pick it up every once in a while, and it's like, a historical thing uh it involves slavery and revolutions and yeah in the mid 19th century in europe and and uh what was happening over here right before the um like the abolitionist era and le leading up to the civil war and kind of tying those together and i just actually the other day like started to get back into that and, and um that's awesome I, I think and, and that's cool like idea. a book or is that a like I, a yeah I, probably um i'm just okay. more and more compiling like information and like putting that down and just like yeah i, I just have to apply it and, and and like i know what story i want to tell i don't know if i want to make a treatment out of it yeah or um or if i just want to kind of do a novel 
Yeah, but, um, and, I, and, I, and it started to make me think of like uh, Quentin Tarantino, like Inglorious Bastards. It's like his version of uh, what yeah. history is, and and that almost yeah. might be fun too. It to is. Like, it's like an alternate history of what might might have happened instead of uh, instead of the Civil War. Yeah, but involving things that were going on, like like uh, revolutions of 1848 uh, in Europe and and uh, like all over Europe, and then. Um, how the you know the southern states could have possibly avoided a war to to you know that would have been totally destructive and probably they would have lost to end slavery and then otherwise kind of phasing it out um but with the introduction of of uh slaves coming from from the other side of the ocean that would have voluntarily done that instead of starving to death yeah um at least you know at least they would have survived yeah um so uh Basically, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta just gotta get to it. Yeah. yeah. But um. Well, this is motivation to do it, right? Yeah. Fuck okay. yeah. Now I, yeah. yeah. I, I <laughs> now it. we'll hold you to it. Now I, I said it. I got it. Yeah. yeah. I gotta do it. Yeah. <laughs> said it. Don't forget it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. Um. And uh, let's see. What what uh teach us a little history lesson here. What what are you uh what are you in the middle of right now? And something that that uh that we could you know maybe uh, stand to hear. You can't stand here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> to say about that. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like just, I, I would look into the Mongols. They're badass. Um, Mongols are badass. Yeah, like got <laughs> some unbelievable stories about them. Yeah, but, like like what piques your interest right now? Is that what you're like? What are you reading? I'm about? actually reading about the Haitian Revolution right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, very enough, cool. Um, which, which I knew, I knew, you know, a little bit about, but I'm really like diving a lot deeper into it which um it's a fascinating thing that ties into i mean ties into the american revolution the french revolution that was going on at the same time and you know colonized by the french but that's something that um i mean if you want to understand something that's happening right now you know in haiti it has roots yeah just like just a lot of things that are going on in the united states right now um people act like i mean the civil war happened you know there are people alive today whose grandparents were slaves it's yeah. not that long ago right like um and things reverberate and just like slavery's over just uh, just get over it you should, everyone, everything should be right it's just like um it's not the case i, don't know. I wish every, I, and, yeah yeah, and, yeah and maybe it repeats itself maybe historical trends repeat themselves or it just when you have something that's as traumatic and catastrophic that lasted a long time, like that doesn't just iron itself out immediately. Right, right. And um, the more people that that led, not only in our country, but around the world, if they pff, understood history yeah, or learned it, <laughs> um, right, then, right, then right. maybe our policymakers could... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, do do better. Yeah, just uh, do better. All right, just, just do better. Uh, get a tutor or something. Yeah. Or read. A little or crash something. course. Get the cliff notes on uh, yeah. on, on history. It's just yeah. a crazy time. It's uh, yeah. It, and and I'm not like one party or the other. Like I'll vote for any party, like a candidate, if I if I believe in them. Yeah. It's just uh, it's such a crazy time because literally like. You're in a different world. If you watch one channel oh, yeah, or yeah. the other, 
Oh yeah. Like you, you don't hear a goddamn word that the other side's saying, and every word the other side is saying just boils your blood. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. You like. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very it's much insane. That way. It's too very polarized. Worlds. Yeah, uh, like there's no crossover. It's uh, like you can't listen to a, a word the other side says without becoming angry and just immediately yeah. defensive and then going on the offensive. It's like, are you I, saying there's a civil war coming? <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> because it is so. Uh, I know, but it is so polarizing that it, it's difficult and that's dangerous to not be able to have that discussion you know because at this point obviously nobody really wants to hear that discussion i'm over yeah. it i'm bored with it i, I don't want yeah. to constantly see that stuff and the people on, that want to hear it you know yeah like uh, yeah, th- yeah. Th- that want to have the discussion there's no way they could let another idea come in because they're <laughs> right, right. just watching one channel or the other and they're very obviously politically divided and they're only hearing stuff and 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 the the um the Google or the Facebook or whatever knows that they know what you want to see, what you're going to click on. So, I was, I was reading something where if you do a Google search, um, and you've had a voter record like this, and you've read certain articles, like you like you could have a bunch of people type in the same word, like um, elephant or something like that. But if the like the inter- the internet whoever that is yeah. knows that you lean a certain way you'll have a totally different set of yeah right come up. oh absolutely like, i mean think about it if you just open up your facebook and they're like hey i thought you were thinking about orange juice buy some yeah. here you're like wait what they won't let you even <laughs> be exposed to another idea yeah like right i, I yeah. don't even blame people because yeah it was us humans are stupid but yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. they are <laughs> um but, uh, well, I don't know how it gets better. But. Yeah, but but um, you know I am interested to to see the writings that you have with with you know um, some of the historical things you were talking about too, and and then also you know interested to see um, you know what kind of skits and things like that you're you've been writing and things you're thinking of to you know to film because we do need to get back to filming some little skits and mm. some short little films and stuff because we've you know we've done that over the years. Um, I of course live on the West Coast now, but um, but when I'm back, we'll you know we'll try to get together and film some little things and um, yeah, yeah I just do that. yeah sure. and, yeah and it'll be fun um, to do and and just to kind of you know take it back to to the connection we have there with filmmaking is that um, you know there are so many of those funny skits from Hot Dog some of the you know and the stuff from Borrowed Happiness I think the behind the scenes is even it was like funnier than the movie the movie was was had some little funny parts and like and the serious thing but the behind the scenes was fun to do too and yeah, well. um, so you can check that out on, such on a YouTube good too group of people just to, yeah. to meet and work with for a while yeah and yeah, uh, I mean dude fond memories we, we literally yeah. got rake out of the uh like you know like the the hospital his he had his wife had just given birth to his son and we're like hey can you just uh you know come on over and get tased real quick and then like we kept doing it and it was like tearing apart his legs <laughs> on the carpet and all of a sudden there's some really funny such a good sport about it yeah i wonder how that worked out for him when he went got yeah. back to the hospital yeah yeah he's yeah. got these brush burn knees and yeah. whatever and but um but yeah there was a lot of fun with with that stuff and and uh looking forward to doing some more little skits and just kind of yeah, letting our hair down and having some fun with that and uh yeah man it's been awesome chatting and and getting yeah, to man. know like the full scope of, of of gabe's world and that's uh you know he writes he uh, he, he makes movies, little short films and, and skits and, 
and all that kind of stuff. But he's also a uh, big history buff, and uh, and then yeah, has big traveled. History buff. <laughs> Very buff. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, definitely one of your uh, less interesting <laughs> guests for sure. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, very interesting. I because I like the I like the kind of see the full scope of people, mm -hmm. and 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 it's like you know you're into. You're into history, but you're also into filmmaking. But you're, but you, you know, you're also very, you know, knowledgeable in music and and all this. And and it's fun to kind of see, you know, what what makes people tick. Like uh, Lisa from <laughs> from Borrowed Happiness. He's <laughs> like, what makes Lisa tick? But uh, <laughs> but but dude, thanks. Yeah, thanks for for coming on Borrowed uh, the uh, Borrowed Happiness, <laughs> the Bathroom yeah. Break podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, man. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll get down to shooting some more uh, short films. Yeah.